Open your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, the line of Seth. This is the document containing the family records of Adam on the day that God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. When they were created, he blessed them and called them mankind. Adam was 130 years old when he fathered a son in his likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Adam lived 800 years after he fathered Seth, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Adam's life lasted 930 years, then he died. Seth was 105 years old when he fathered Enosh. Seth lived 807 years after he fathered Enosh, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Seth's life lasted 912 years, then he died. Enosh was 90 years old when he fathered Kenan. Enosh lived 815 years after he fathered Kenan, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Enosh's life lasted 905 years, then he died. Kenan was 70 years old when he fathered Mahalalel. Kenan lived 840 years after he fathered Mahalalel, and he fathered other sons and daughters, so Kenan's life lasted 910 years, then he died. Mahalalel was 65 years old when he fathered Jared. Mahalalel lived 830 years after he fathered Jared, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Mahalalel's life lasted 895 years. Then he died. Jared was 162 years old when he fathered Enoch. Jared lived 800 years after he fathered Enoch, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Jared's life lasted 962 years. Then he died. Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch walked with God. Then he was not there because God took him. Methuselah was 187 years old when he fathered Lamech. Methuselah lived 782 years after he fathered Lamech, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Methuselah's life lasted 969 years. Then he died. Lamech was 182 years old when he fathered a son, and he named him Noah, saying, This one will bring us relief from the agonizing labor of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. Lamech lived 595 years after he fathered Noah, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So Lamech's life lasted 777 years. Then he died. Noah was 500 years old, and he fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now flip over to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. 
When he saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, The Beatitudes Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice, because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Believers are salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lamp stand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Christ fulfills the law. Don't think that I come to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Murder begins in the heart. You have heard that it is said to our ancestors, Do not murder, and whoever murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court. Whoever says, you fool, will be subject to hellfire. So if you are offering your gift to the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother and sister, and then come and offer your gift. Reach a settlement quickly with your adversary, while you're on the way with him to the court, or your adversary will hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. Adultery begins in the heart. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell.
And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Divorce Practices Censored It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice of divorce. But I tell you, everyone who divorces his wife, except in a case of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Tell the truth. Again, you have heard that it was said to our ancestors, You must not break your oath, but you must keep your oaths to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven because it is God's throne, or by the earth because it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem because it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head because you cannot make a single hair white or black. But let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. Go the second mile. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Love your enemies. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor, and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he causes his sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now let's turn back to Ezra chapter 5. Ezra chapter 5. Rebuilding of the Temple Resumed. Now the construction of God's house in Jerusalem had stopped and remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. But when the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, son of Idu, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel who was over them, Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, and Jeshua, son of Josedek, began to rebuild God's house in Jerusalem. The prophets of God were with them, helping them. At that time, Tatanai, the governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Shethar Bozenai, and their colleagues came to the Jews and asked, Who gave you the order to rebuild the temple and finish the structure? They also asked them, What are the names of the workers who are constructing this building? 
But God was watching over the Jewish elders. These men wouldn't stop until a report was sent to Darius so they could receive written instruction about this matter. The letter to Darius. This is the text of the letter that Tatanai, the governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Shethar, Bozenai, and the colleagues, the officials in the region, sent to King Darius. They sent him a report written as follows. To King Darius, all greetings. Let it be known to the king that we went to the house of the great God in the province of Judah. It is being built with cut stones and its beams are being set in the walls. This work is being done diligently and succeeding through the people's efforts. So we questioned the elders and asked, Who gave you the order to rebuild this temple and finish this structure? We also asked them for their names so that they could write down the names of their leaders for your information. This is the reply they gave us. We are the servants of God of the heavens and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and finished. But since our fathers angered the God of the heavens, he handed them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and Chaldean, who destroyed this temple and deported the people to Babylon. However, in the first year of King Cyrus of Babylon, he issued a decree to rebuild the house of God. He also took from the temple in Babylon the gold and silver articles of God's house that Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and carried them to the temple in Babylon. He released them from the temple in Babylon to a man named Shishbazar, the governor by the appointment of King Cyrus. Cyrus told him, Take these articles, put them in the temple in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its original site. Then this same Shish Bazaar came and laid the foundation of God's house in Jerusalem. It has been under construction from that time until now, but it has not been completed. So if it pleases the king, let a search of the royal archives in Babylon to be conducted to see if it is true that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. Let the king's decision regarding this matter be sent to us. Now turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5 Lying to the Holy Spirit But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. However, he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Why is it that you planned this thing in your heart? You have not lied to people, but to God. When he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead, and a great fear came on all who heard. The young men got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Tell me, 
Peter asked her. Did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, Why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Instantly she dropped dead at his feet. When the young men came in, they found her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. Then great fear came on the whole church and all who heard these things. Apostolic Signs and Wonders Many signs and wonders were being done among the people through the hands of the apostles. They were all together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared to join them, but the people spoke well of them. Believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. As a result, they would carry the sick out in the streets and lay them on cots and mats so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. In addition, a multitude came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. In and out of prison. Then the high priest rose up. He and all who were with him, who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. So they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail during the night, brought them out, and said, Go and stand in the temple and tell the people all about this life. Hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. The Apostles on Trial Again when the high priest and those who were with him arrived, they convened the Sanhedrin, the full council of the Israelites, and sent orders to the jail to have them brought. But when the servants got there, they did not find them in the jail, so they returned and reported. We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing in front of the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. As the captain of the temple police and the chief priest heard these things, they were baffled about them, wondering what would come of this. Someone came and reported them. Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the commander went with the servants and brought them in without force, because they were afraid the people might stone them. After they brought them in, they had them stand before the Sanhedrin, and the high priest asked, Didn't we strictly order you not to teach in his name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather, rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had murdered by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this man to his right hand as ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given those who obey him. Gamaliel's Advice When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill him. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was respected by all people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men to be taken outside for a little while. He said to them, Men of Israel, be careful about what you're about to do to these men. Some time ago, Theodos rose up claiming to be somebody, and a group 
of about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his followers were dispersed and came to nothing. After this man, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and attracted a following. He also perished, and all his followers were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, stay away from these men and leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found fighting against God. They were persuaded by him. After they called in the apostles and had them flogged, they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and released them. Then they went out from the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be treated shamefully on behalf, on behalf of the name. Every day in the temple and in various homes, they continued teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah.